In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. My name is uh, Father Spencer Reese. I am coming to you uh, from Wickford, Rhode Island, tiny little state in our union. And it is a joy for me to be with all of you. It is a pleasure and a privilege. I love this place where you live. It's gorgeous. And I have great respect for it, for all of you, for Reverend uh, Mary Erickson, who I am sharing the altar with today, and Jimmy, and Travis, and Brian, all of you. So nice to be with you and uh, refer to my fellow clergy by their first name. You know, back in Rhode Island, it's, you got to say it with a Rhode Island accent, which would be Fada, Fada Spencer. Anyway, I love my Yankee peeps, and I love all of you. I want to focus on the gospel uh, today, which if you were listening, I don't know about you, but for me it's a bit, of a, a bit of a head scratcher, right? It's like when you were taking the SAT to get into a good college like Bowdoin College, which I was trying to do, and I would be presented with a parable like this, and I'd say to my 17-year-old self, what the heck is this all about? So I would like to drill into it and ponder it for the next 10 minutes. Uh, and what I, what I, what for me, as I began to reflect on this when the plane landed on Wednesday, what this uh, parable is about is something that we desperately need in our culture, which is respect. Today, Jesus is our Aretha Franklin. Jesus sings to us around the campfire, and he sings, and I will try to sing for you. Ooh, what you want. Ooh, baby, I got. Ooh, do you want what I got? Ooh, all I'm asking is for a little, a little, a little, a little respect, respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. Sock it to me, sock it to me, ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right, so if a 60-year-old white man singing Aretha Franklin doesn't wake you up at 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, I don't know what will. Jesus, in this parable, gives us the renters from hell. Jesus sets our ears on fire with these creatures who have no respect. They want what they want when they want it. Arrogant little idiots, ungrateful little monsters, chewing up the scenery they are given and spitting it right back at us. Wyoming. These fools think that they produce the crops all by themselves. Wyoming, these crass cowboys have burrs under their saddles. Wyoming, how is it that humans can forget that land is given to us by God? Wyoming, how can humanity have no respect? Don't we need R-E-S-P-E-C-T? Sock it to me, sock it to me, sang Aretha, 
as if we needed reminders for respect until the very end of time. A phrase made famous, as any of you might remember if you've reached my, my age, that Goldie Hawn made famous in a TV show that was called Laughing. Chip Marvin probably remembers that. Um, which means more or less, for those that are younger, give it to me. The renter's final act of disrespect in what we have just heard today is they kill the son of the landowner. The way we here in the United States, from Wyoming all the way to Rhode Island, have killed our sons. Lincoln, Kennedy, King, Milk, Evers, Daniels, Shepard, Till, and Floyd. Where is our R-E-S-P-E-C-T? Did we ever have respect? How do we know it when we see it? One thing I do know, I don't know much. I'll give you that, you know, I, don't, I, I feel like I know less and less. But I know the kingdom will not come if we don't listen to this funny little SAT parable. Church won't mean a thing if we don't really, really listen to Aretha Franklin. Everyone deserves respect, Aretha said in an interview when she was asked to reflect upon the song that really made her famous. So what does it mean, respect? What does it mean to me, and what does it mean to you? I just turned 60, so have a little <laughs> for me. And dear Mary, we're similarly aged, S-I-X-T-Y, a 60-year-old six, born in the 1960s. I've seen a thing or two. We've seen a thing or two, haven't we? I come to you from the smallest state in the Union. You can fit 80 Rhode Islands inside of Wyoming. And there is a warmth here when, when the plane lands that I feel that is particular to this place. And I value it, I see it, and I respect it. We share this nation that has known civil war. And from what I've seen for six decades, our task as Americans is to respect it, to respect this union which binds us together. That is the socket to me that Abraham Lincoln wrote in the Emancipation Proclamation. So then, brothers and sisters, why is it so elusive? If there's no respect, there's no union. And if there's no union, there's no Jesus Christ. And if there's no Jesus Christ, there's no Aretha Franklin. And if there's no Aretha Franklin, there's no Vicar of Wickford. That's my title. Don't laugh. Yeah, Vicar of Wickford. 
I'm a PBS miniseries. <laughs> Vicar of Wickford, who's just turned 60. S-I-X-T-Y. Respect, I know this, expands peace. Respect softens hurt. Respect is a need in this world. Aretha told us that. And I know that need on a personal level. The last time I was here one year ago, my father had just died days before the plane arrived. I knew I was in the exact right place to grieve that loss. For there is nothing like death to sock it to you. When I was young, the Vietnam War was on, and Aretha sang that song that was written on all of our hearts growing up in that era. Kennedy assassinated, race riots set our cities on fire, and in Vietnam, we sent 58,000 of our sons to be killed. We lived out this funny parable of the horrible tenants around a TV campfire narrated by Walter Cronkite. Our country, from Wyoming to Rhode Island, divided by a lack of. Later, as a young adult, a freshman at Bowdoin College, I began to judge my father in a very divisive manner, and we had our very own civil war. And I became the ungrateful tenant, entitled little bugger that I was. I was, in fact, this parable. Respect comes from Latin, something we had to uh, study when I was young, Latin. Uh, from the word respectus, which means to look back, a chance to relook at something, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. Aretha said, respect starts with me. She got that right, and she spelled it out across our hearts, yet I missed it at first, when I landed on Wednesday night, I thought again of my father. He would love this place, love this church, love all of you, the humility of the place, the um, casualness of it, the openness of it. He loved that about America. Travis, your priest here, picked me up in his Subaru. I understand everybody's got a Subaru here. He picked me up in his Subaru. And I am very grateful that you have embraced him and his lovely wife, uh, Gracie, and that adorable child, Helen, if you haven't seen her yet. And you have welcomed them into your vineyard. I love him like a son. I respect him. So perhaps with Travis, I can relook at what respect means to me between a father 
and a son. Travis wants to be a published poet as well as a priest. He believes in words, as I did when I headed off to Bowdoin College. He believes words change lives. He sends his poems out, and I offer advice to him the way a father would, a son. The landowner, just like in this parable, has sent me a son. They will respect my son. Travis here has promoted African-American and indigenous poets with your Wonder in Wyoming Festival and created a new kind of literary respect with Joy Harjo on your doorstep. And next uh, spring, he will come to us in W-I-C-K-F-O-R-D, uh, Rhode Island, to have another uh, festival there. And recently, as you probably know, he created a program called Campfire Here that expands your vineyard. Each month, he invites a person to tell their story, and respect lights up Wyoming, and community expands. He is using his God-given talents to build a vineyard to re-look at this parable. He shares the fruit of the kingdom. There's more respect in Wyoming because of our Travis. Respect starts with one person socking it to another. Respect today as you move about in your day. Give respect to your wife, your child, your husband, your sales clerk, your neighbor, your priest, your acolyte, your father, a stranger. Be profligate with respect, a word I might not have gotten right on the SAT. Be profligate with respect. Respect is contagious. Respect leads to results. Respect, my friends, I do believe is the father of civility. And the last time I looked out at the world, we could use a little bit more of that. Respect you won't regret. Respect costs nothing. Respect doesn't mean you agree with the person or that you even like the person. Just look at what Abraham Lincoln did in that administration and the respect he had for the people that didn't like him. Respect means you acknowledge your fellow as an equal. You know that, Wyoming, the state of equality. An air will blow through the vineyard and Aretha's backup singers will sing Ooh, ooh, sock it to me, sock it to me. When Aretha Franklin sang her song in 1967, Otis Redding already had sung that song, but not with the same kind of grit. Aretha turned that song into an anthem, and the world was never quite the same again. Respect took on a new meaning. She made respect personal. She demanded respect. 
This I know at 60 in closing. A lack of respect will block God. A lack of respect will suffocate the Holy Spirit. And a lack of respect will kill Jesus Christ. If we had respected Jesus 2,000 years ago, we'd be singing a much different tune today in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King Jr., Medgar Evers, Emmett Till, Jonathan Daniels, who is a martyr in our Episcopal Church who threw his body in front of Ruby Sales in Alabama, an Episcopal priest who we shot and killed, Harvey Milk, Matthew Shepard, and George Floyd. We murder our sons because we forget respect. Wyoming, let us gather around a campfire where the Snake River whispers like Aretha Franklin. Let us remember that fifth commandment. Let me remember that fifth commandment that we heard in the first reading today. Let us gather the way they did back when the earth first began. Let us listen to one another, which was the first form of poetry among strangers, and share the fruits of this kingdom. Brothers and sisters, sisters and brothers, if we respect one another, we will live. And if we do not respect one another, I guarantee you, we will die. And at 60 years of age, my friends, I want to live.